Hello, my name is Jasmine Plancardi, and during this podcast, I will be talking about my German 2503 final project in which I chose to expand my individual fairy tale to create a guide for adaptation for screenplay and then just to reflect over how I came to these decisions and what really inspired my fairy tale and my creative envisions. So to begin, I would like to discuss my fairy tale called A World Worth Waiting. And in this fairy tale, which I had originally written before Thanksgiving break, I it follows a story of a protagonist named Claire. And Claire was born to musically talented parents, but one day without any explanation, they just left her on a stranger's doorsteps and she lives her life in agony and she is scrutinized and constantly stifled by these foster parents who raise her but in her dreams she can envision her parents and they're always surrounded by this golden orb and they sing to her and they reach out to her but she's not able to reach back out or really say anything or do anything But then one day when she's sent off to the village, she comes across this music shop and she enters. And even though she is illiterate in like regular English, she is able to sit down at the piano and play this composition perfectly in which it transports her into a magical enchanted world that she has never seen before. She gets a glimpse of the people and the surroundings when she is tapped back into reality by her evil foster mom who bans her from the music shop but claire has tasted that sense of freedom liberty self-expression and she wants to go back she feels at home immediately there and so she goes back to the music shop day after day and she plays the music and one day she is fully immersed into this world and she sees her parents in the cottage that she had been raised in by her foster parents and she's confused and they describe to her that she has musical powers and this is really where i expanded the story was that in my first draft i kind of had to cut it off abruptly because of the length limit which was totally fine because it let the story read a little bit ambiguous and let me you know come back for this final project and do it which I loved so I decided that Claire's music abilities were to cure people and I think that I had mentioned previously that this story is really based off of my own interests I like playing the piano and listening and reading to music I'm a pre-health major in neuroscience I want to be a doctor so helping people with medicine or just in any way is really important to me so i decided to gift claire this ability that her music could cure people and it is explained that though her parents have similar abilities it doesn't go to the same extent it's not as powerful as claire's and one day the reason why they had to abandon her on that uh, cottage doorsteps was because an evil man who is only described by his presence and his words, not his physical description that much, says that 
he will take away all of her powers and he actually starts doing that unless if they just abandon her on a random house's doorsteps and she fights for her powers and she does and she is able to keep those powers and she spends the rest of time with her parents in this enchanted world using her musical curing powers so that story inspired me to want to create a guide for adapting this to screenplay i always like having a visual element or something where i can really see storylines play out and so i thought that a film would be perfect for this and so i upfront note that the fairy tale focuses on what is and what is not said so i chose to focus on the setting the characters the costumes and the score because i felt like the aesthetic of this piece was really important mostly the contrast and aesthetics between the real world and the enchanted world which i will get into and then also the body language of Claire. And so the first thing that I tackle is the setting. So I describe that there needs to be a visual dichotomy between the mundane real world and this enchanted forest, whether that's through muted colors versus vivid scenery, whether it's through the inspiration of 18th and 19th century Western Europe. So stone cottages compared to my own travels to Killarney, Ireland, or just very green fields of flowers, places that just feel magical, because I want there to be a very apparent sense that Claire is more comfortable in this enchanted world, and the viewer would probably also be. It's inviting, it's welcoming, it's nourishing, there's life to it. So I felt that the aesthetic really needs to convey this contrast, and that's why setting is so important. Now, for the characters, I make suggestions of actors and actresses who I would cast, but the main importance is just why I cast them is because how I envision these characters. So, for example, Claire's a young, radiant girl, and like aforementioned, I see myself in Claire, I see um, Claire in myself, and so, you know, she either physically resembled me or she had a lot of similar characteristics to me. I think that would be great. But most importantly, as an actress, she would need to be able to play instruments and be confident in silent acting. Because in the real world, I made a conscious decision to not give her any dialogue. When her parents are belittling her and telling her what to do, she just nods. She doesn't have the courage to speak back to them. So the silent acting, whether it's through facial expressions or body language, must be a strong suit for Claire. Uh, similarly, the uh, Claire's foster parents, or I guess contrast to that, Claire's foster parents would have to be really loud and have dominating voices and just exude an unloving presence. And I know that a lot of villain stories have their, or I know that a lot of fairy tales that have been adapted such as Sleeping Beauty to Maleficent where focus is on the villain story in some way in that original fairy tale there needs to be some type of redeeming qualities for the villain I don't want this for Claire's foster parents I need it to really show that Claire's foster parents are just not caring people um Claire's birth parents will need to have a visible maternal or paternal instinct that's clear 
And though we only see them in their dreams, and then when the quest is complete and Claire gets to keep her musical powers, they just need to have a warmth to them and also be comfortable playing instruments and singing because that's a large part of their character. And lastly, the evil man Even though he's not described that greatly into detail, his shadow needs to be quiet yet threatening. He does have dialogue, so, you know, his voice can can exude what I mean by threatening. People listen to him, even if he's little or hunched over, which I do describe. And he needs to have a dark presence through his body language. And then just in addition, I think that the makeup department which you know i'm just imagining at this point but would use makeup to make his hands appear more bony and purple like he's really old because he is in charge of an apothecary i do imagine him as someone who's really old and uses his business to keep him you know youthful similar to the godmother or the mother in tangled are in the Rapunzel stories and yet he's trying to shield this away from the rest of the world so he's just using all of his powers and that's why he is so upset with Claire who's doing it for free and you know she's selfless and she's young so she can continue this on. The costumes also fit in a little bit with the aesthetic um, storyline, the aesthetic importance in the setting. So I go into detail about the contrast. So in the real world, it will represent, or the costumes rather, will portray a middle-class family in 18th or 19th century Europe. So it's, again, muted colors. It's dark. They might be raggedy. They will lack self-expression or creativity compared to the enchanted world where it's ethereal, it's light, it's flowy, But I guess the most important aspect of the costumes would be Claire's. And so when she's transitioning from real world to enchanted world, I want it to be clear to the audience that this is not time travel. This is not a dream. This is actually happening. So I would want her to wear the same outfit in in both worlds. So I gave her a pretty neutral costume where it's like she is this magical enchanted person so naturally she would fit in with this enchanted world but in her current conditions she has to live in this real world so her dress kind of fits on both ends of the spectrum and possibly the most important and fun part of this movie planning was coming up with the score so i have listed four compositions which would be featured in the film Claire de Lune, Moonlight Sonata, The Marriage of Figaro, and Dream Children. And I go into detail about why I chose them. And so Claire de Lune, that's where Claire gets her name from, even though it's not explicitly mentioned in the story because I don't want it to be bound by time. Because it has a light and pensive quality that's important and it's applicable when Claire's exploring this new enchanted world. And like Dr. Merritt had mentioned during my presentation, both Claire de Lune and Moonlight Sonata focus on moonlight. And 
that's actually a direct parallel to the golden orb surrounding the music and her parents in the dream it's all a reference to the magic so this moonlight this golden orb just something that's kind of you know ethereal i guess and moonlight sonata it's just more dark i would really focus on the first movement since there's minor chords so it's more melancholy and sad but possibly the two most controversial pieces are the marriage of figaro and dream children because they contrast so the audio the sound of the compositions really contrast the meaning behind them so um as dr Merritt uh taught me today actually was that the marriage of figaro is quite a sad piece it's on it's about marriage but also revenge and distrust and so i think that actually flows in better than i had originally intended because the song is upbeat so it mirrors the enchanted world's excitement for claire when she is officially welcomed home and she has completed her quest but it's also kind of dark in the thought that maybe claire's still confused or angry at her parents and or the evil man for why she was put in that situation in the first place and even though this is a world worth waiting everyone can look back and that's easy it's easy to say a world is worth waiting when you're on the other side of it on the other side of the tunnel and you can see it but you know she experienced a lot of adversity and pain that she could still be dealing through so i think that that composition is actually um perfect and dream children is similar in that it has an upbeat calming sound to it but it is a little bit more melancholy in nature which i think could foreshadow the pain that claire's music ability will or has inflicted upon herself and her parents because i imagine that song to play when claire is a baby and her parents are comforting her with music and even though they might not know yet what will happen i think in fairy tales there is a sense that something higher already does know whether it's you know a god or the audience themselves who may know if you're rereading such as you know you know using literary devices foreshadowing as the author's writing so i think that that composition also is important so finally i would just like to say that i drew a lot of inspiration from the tales that we have read this semester and i'm really proud of my work as not being someone who (laughs) normally creative writes or you know writes at all i guess and so i hope that all the readers and the potential audience members of this film enjoy this piece and i hope that you have a great winter break dr Merritt. thank you